Hello, hello, mi gente bella, beautiful people. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Sentences, where we talk about everything from Roblox to relationships, everything in between, and the overall journey of life. I'm excited as always to bring you another edition of the show, but also y'all know me in the months, y'all been, we've been kicking it with the months. So I'm excited that y'all have been rocking with me and indulging me in all things awareness. It is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. If you know May, then you know that's what it is. So I am super excited for that. I'm also happy that we are getting in the teens. So the show is officially a teenager. We've been rocking with it. And actually, my fellow Latinos, this is actually episodio 15. So it's episode 15. So we are officially having our quinceañero today. Or, you know, it's a quinceañera, if you will. Um, so that is happening. I'm super excited that we're getting up there. For those that have been supporting, y'all already know, I appreciate you so very much. But also just for us being able to continue to grow things with one another during this first season together. Um, so, but with that being said, mental health, I want to have not only a conversation about mental health, but like, I want to have like a real heart to heart about mental health. So, you know, because first of all, what is it? I feel like we hear, you know, the typical things like it involves self-care. It's, you know, probably going to therapy if you've never done it. It's, you know coming to terms with certain things. You know, there's just a lot, I feel like, that goes into mental health. But I feel like the primary, primary thing that we don't give enough attention to and that we don't have enough, you know, I think that we could always stand to, you know, do more and, like, give more effort into is really just the relationship we have with ourselves and our own mental health. Not necessarily what we're hearing from others, but what exactly are we talking about with ourselves? What are we saying to ourselves? And how do we see our mental health going for ourselves, you know? And, like, where do we see ourselves going in the future? What kind of mental health goals do we have? And just where are we? And so with that being said, I feel like, Mental health has absolutely been a topic that has been woven into a lot of the things that we've discussed on the show thus far. So I feel like, you know, taking it back from the beginning, um, I, you know, when I first, you know, started the show, I actually let you all know about my own journey with domestic violence, but also with really trying to come to terms with how I landed in an abusive relationship. And was that to say that I was to blame for being in an unhealthy relationship? No. Or that, you know, I asked to be there that I deserved it. Absolutely not. Because again, as you all have heard from me many times, I feel that all survivors, that is absolutely, it's never, there's never an invitation to be in an unhealthy relationship. Nobody ever asks for that. Nobody ever prepares for it. But no one, there's no one walking this earth that deserves to be in an unhealthy situation. Like no one. So there, you know, there's no situation that asks for it. But in my case, as I had told you all, I definitely have had to come to terms more than once with the self-esteem, though, where I was at when the unhealthy things were taking place. And the fact that I wasn't willing to stand up for myself when I saw myself in an unhealthy relationship. That has actually continued to be a journey for me even this year. And so... I've been actually having a lot of, you know, I've been, I've been having to do a lot around it. So it's been like, you know, like journaling, praying, you know, having conversations, you know, with others as well as myself, like consulting with other professionals, other people in the field, with friends, with family. And I just feel like I've been realizing this is, it, there's never been made more clear how much mental health is an ongoing process than like with all these different things I've had happen. So I actually have loved even adding on like the podcast this year. Like I was really happy to 
have that on. It's actually become a new part of my self-care. I love like coming on here. I love having conversations with you all. It's just like, you know, not only just like a great thing to be able to do, but then it's just something I love being able to pour into. So it makes me feel like super vital. I love doing it. Um, I actually just completed outside of my podcast. I actually just completed an interview with NASCA not too long ago. So they're also the national association on, um, child abuse and so they were we also had and it happened actually happened to be last month during child abuse prevention month but I I was able to complete an interview with them and anytime I get to do that I really do love it you know I really have I just love it I I can pour into it feel like my passion is ignited and it's just such a great experience for me however I have also been coming to terms with relationships and so it has not been easy seeing that like I'm glad I'm proud of myself because I have there have been some friendships that I got rid of you know like in um and all that but I also have talked to y'all as a single person and here's the thing I am not gonna be the person today that is gonna tell you like you know oh being single not that I mean not that it doesn't have its benefits because it does but I want to have the real conversation about how like okay but doesn't it also get lonely because it does so I'm gonna tell you right now that as a single mom as the woman warrior as all of those things yes I feel all of those things and I feel like I would love to talk to those, you know, fellow people who also feel empowered. But I don't want to skip over the reality that being single is hard. <laughs> it is. And I like I'm always reminded of it. I remember even being on the Nazca episode and they were like, oh, you know, and so are you in a relationship? And I didn't necessarily feel like they were saying I had to be in a relationship. Right. I think they literally just wanted context. Like, where are you? You know, is that part of where you're at in your journey and all those things, which I appreciated. But it was funny because at the same time, I felt like how many times does society do that to us too, right? Like when we're single or we're asked like, well, why aren't you though? Like, you know, if you have all this success and you know all these great things about a relationship, then why aren't you in one? You know, and so like, I feel like, or, you know, and even if you're not somebody that's sought after for a certain topic, I mean, how many times have you been in a certain place in your life and been questioned about it? You know, how many times have you felt invalidated for where you are instead of just being celebrated for your existence? You know, like how many times has that happened to us? And I just feel like that was one of their moments where I was reminded of it just because I would say that I do enjoy. I, I've actually come. It's been an incredible journey being single, though. I will say that at the beginning, it wasn't. It, I would have wanted anything but to be single. You know, like when I had first gotten out of my unhealthy relationship, one, because I wanted to avoid all of the feelings I was feeling associated with the breakup. But then I think, too, I was like, oh, I would really love a companion, but in the form of a distraction. I would really love to not be thinking about all these things, and I would love for them for, to occupy my free time and for me to be able to pour into that versus face what I got going on. That was honestly what I wanted. And so I'm very glad that I did not jump right into a second relationship because that was actually great advice from my therapist. She was like, you might need to take some time off, <laughs> you know, and, like, you know, maybe give yourself a year, honestly, before you just jump into something else and then potentially just continue the pattern. And I was really grateful for that advice because I really feel like we do, we do have a lot of potential when we're in vulnerable situations to really continue the unhealthy pattern, you know, without realizing that we're not even giving ourselves an opportunity to break it and really to face it. So when I did that and I forced myself to have to face what was going on, I realized that I really am no longer looking for the same type of person and there's nothing wrong with that. And so like, what I really want in a relationship now looks so much different than what it looked like years ago, you know? And so I definitely want 
a certain communication, you know, to be present and also for a person to have the capability to do it. So there's, I really feel like there's, I can't tell you how many ghosters I have talked to who they might soft ghost y'all, or they might, you know what I'm saying? Do a full force. But I will tell you right now, for those who are not familiar with the term, ghosting is when a person essentially disappears like good old Casper over there. But, you know, the ghosting term means that, you know, like someone that doesn't exist, they cease to exist. And instead of being a person in your life, they're now a ghost. Like, you know, you celebrate the memory of who they once were. And I do think that as somebody who has and actually, you know what? I'm guilty, though. So I also want to be clear that I'm guilty of having done it in the past. I, I, I have worked on this, you all, but I don't mind admitting that I have ghosted people before. And I would say that as the recipient, it ain't fun. Like when I did it, I wasn't thinking about whether or not I was impacting that person. I was done with them. So I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I sometimes I would try to explain myself and say like, oh, I don't feel like we line up. But as soon as like either I didn't want to have the conversation or as soon as I felt like they didn't understand the conversation, I would just leave. And so I've done it many times. Again, you know, like I said, work in progress. But as the recipient of it, it's definitely very hurtful because I feel like you know, especially when you think you're going in a certain path with someone and then all of a sudden it ends. Like, it's hard. How do you really grieve something that you're not, you don't even get to have closure on, you know, like when you don't even know how it went. So I can definitely say that that's, you know, been a process for me. But in but it, what I am grateful for is that I have met a lot of great people. So like, I'm, I am single, but it doesn't mean I haven't dated. And I feel like Along the way, I have definitely met qualities of different people that give me hope that my right partner is still out there. You know what I mean? And that there's nothing wrong with me taking my time to find that person. And the thing is, do I want to settle? Where I'm currently at in my life, settling, not an option, y'all. I'm not, you know, like, so serious about that, not playing. Like, I don't feel like with all the things that I'm currently setting up for myself, with all the ambition that I possess and with all the work that I've done on myself, like, and continue to do what I really want to be in a situation with anyone, any type of relationship where I'm not excited about it. No, I really don't. And like, I feel the same way about my friendships. And so I've been very intentional about, you know, who is in my life. And the thing is, I don't know if we've heard that, that like your time really is precious and, you know, it matters who you give your energy to and all of those things. Y'all, I want to echo that. Like, I don't think I realized how valuable my time was because here's the thing. Not only have I had to come to terms with, you know, who I am and what I have to offer the world and, you know, what work I did need to do on myself. But it's like there have I had to really accept the fact that, yes, I was in an unhealthy relationship before. Right. And it took me time to heal from that. Um, and I'm still healing. I wouldn't even say that I'm like completely dumb. That's just the healing. I would just say looks different now. You know what I mean? And I might be in a different place with it, but I'm still working on it. My other thing is that. I still believed a lot of the lies that I was told. And so as soon as things get hard, like in relationships and not just necessarily romantic ones, there have been many times where I have really, really had to fight to not go back to thinking the things that I thought about myself when I was in an unhealthy relationship. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. I would immediately, or even if something just difficult occurs, right? Like if there's a lot of like bad happened to me, I'm like, you know what? This is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I don't even know what's the point of working on these things and, you know, like everything is just, it's just not going to work out for me because clearly nothing is meant to work out for me. And, you know, nothing is ever supposed to go right. I can't tell you how many times that's where my thoughts went and how often I had to like talk myself out of that. And that is why I'm grateful for the people I have in my life 
Because when I brought that to them, they were able to tell me, girl, you're crazy. Like, relax. <laughs> like, number one, we're not saying that what you have going on is not a lot and that these aren't difficulties and that they don't deserve your attention. But for you to now equate them to you not deserving anything going right in your life or for you to think that that means that you're only meant to live a life of despair way too far. You know, it's just now you're taking it to a whole different place. And to be honest with y'all, that is... Like I told you, definitely something that I've been grappling with, but also I had a very interesting journey with grief this year too, you know? And so I'm pretty sure I alluded to it on several episodes. And on the last episode, you all got to meet the woman who actually facilitated a grief class for the students at my school because we all lost a student together. And so that was one of the hardest losses for me because I have lost family members before. But the family members I have lost, at least in my case, were older. You know, they had lived pretty full lives. You know, I feel like I feel like they were ready. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's a weird thing to say that, like, can we actually be prepared for death? But I think in their cases, I don't know that they I don't feel that they had any regrets. I really don't. And I also have the blessing of a grandmother on my mother's side who is over 100 years old. Y'all still kicking still kicking she no longer has the sharpness that she once had with her mind but she's still able to function like like no other and for you to do that after the age of 100 is just like incredible to me I think it's just so amazing that I even have a family member who is still alive at that age you know who honestly who possessed such a great level of health to still be alive after 100 that's really what I'm most impressed by I'm just like wow like I don't even know that she was intentional with it you know and maybe it was just God's hand on her but I'm telling you it's just amazing to even see that she was able to live her life in a way where she's still alive to this day it's just incredible and she really has touched so many lives during the time that she was here you know like that she's been here actually she's still here sorry I don't mean to say it like she's passed love you abuelita um but I just am just saying that she has already provided that kind of impact and I just feel like with a lot of my family members that is that was thankfully what I did feel I did not feel that there was regret there when I lost the student at my school however that was so rough it was rough because this student was 15 okay not 100 not uh not close to that not 60 not 40 it's even tragic when we hear about like people in their 30s you know which is where I'm at you know uh individuals in that age group lose their lives but 15 y'all 15 like that means that you know this student was just starting their life you know and they hadn't even they were still trying to figure and actually ironically the number of this episode so like we had just said so you know they were incredibly young you know and it's just like it's it's so jarring when something like that happens I feel like it's it's also like humbling because you're just like, wow, that could have been me in that situation. I could have lost my life. Clearly life is so, you know, fragile in that way and like so unpredictable too. You know, like I feel like we can do a lot of things. There are a lot of routines, but when something like that happens and completely breaks up your entire process, like how does one even go about that? And I couldn't at first, when it first happened, it was, it, it took me through an incredible loop and it was interesting to even have gone through that because I actually found out about my students passing on my birthday which is actually the day I launched the podcast <laughs> so like it was the day before I actually launched the podcast the day before my birthday um since it was a Friday 
But I learned about this student's passing the very next day on my birthday. And honestly, it was just, and then, and that's hard too, right? Like I'm supposed to be happy, right? That I'm um, turning a year older, but, and I was also going through actually um, recovery from a surgery. So I also went through a surgery this year for those who don't know. Um, there was actually, thankfully the way the show is set up, there was no interruption as far as those are concerned because I had already done some recordings, but uh, at one point in time, I was out of commission for a while. I had actually had a surgery and my first very major surgery, hopefully last. Um, but I was recovering from that. So I'm already having conflicting feelings on my birthday because I'm not able to do all the things that I want to do because I'm recovering. I'm also, you know, trying to celebrate the fact that I am a year older. And, you know, for some of us, birthdays can be great. For some of us, you're like, oh, I wish I was, you know, further along in my life. Like, or maybe you're single and you're like, oh, I wish I was celebrating with someone else. Like, it can already bring up a lot or it can be a great reminder, right? Of like, look how far I've come. Like, wow, I've actually done a lot this year. And like, now I have a new opportunity to start it all over again and do, you know, a fresh start. So it can bring up all these different feelings. But for me, that they'd wake up that morning and hear the news that this student who had actually gone missing not only didn't return home, but is no longer returning anywhere, like, to this world? That definitely what is it, isn't the type of news I want anyone to have to experience. But then what I subsequently found out was that the, the way this student passed, there was another student in our school who had a hand in it. And so they actually, I heard, you know, that it was accidental, but in the process, there was another student in our school who played a role in this student's death. So you have two students now. You have two students. You have one. I'm grieving the loss of that one student and how they're no longer here. And then I'm also grieving the loss of the other student who now is facing a case because of what happened. Because regardless if it was an accident, there's still a punishment that has to be served and given up to that person. And so they were both gone. And then our students obviously felt very similarly. There were some students who were quick to judge, you know, the other student in, that was involved in the death. And it was also, I think it was helpful to their process because when we face something big like that, and something like that occurs, excuse me, is that I, you know, we want to actually put the pain somewhere, you know, like it's, it's more helpful if, instead of us having to carry it, if we could put it on someone else, if we could literally give it away to someone else, but if we don't have to carry it ourselves, if there's a way to do that. And I think for a lot of students, that is exactly what they did in basically not um, necessarily weaponizing the student, but making turning that student into the villain. And I'm not saying that the, the student wasn't at fault, but even without knowing further details, I saw many students become angry immediately, you know, and pass judgment very quickly, you know. And the same thing happens with other people that were outside of it. And it was just really hard to sit with that and see the struggle that it, it caused. But it made me really look at mental health that way too. Like how often do we find ourselves with these conflicting feelings and we don't know where to put them? We don't know what to do with them. And we feel like almost to blame for having them, you know? And I think that that's been my biggest thing with a lot of the things that we brought up on this show is that I just wanted to be clear that we are allowed to have feelings no matter what they are. You know, and like whether they're in agreement with one another or not, like we are absolutely allowed to have whatever feelings we have at whatever time we have them and however it is that we're having them, you know, and they're not always going to make sense. They're not always going to make sense, especially if you have faced some kind of trauma and some kind of abuse like I have and like many others listening probably have. The thing is, 
it's it's not going to ask permission. Like when your grief, when grief comes up for you, when the pain wants to revisit you, it's not going to ask you like, hey, is today a good day for me to interrupt your whole life cycle and let you know that I need to, you know, I need to breathe, you know, right now? Like pain doesn't do that. Pain does not ask for permission. Grief doesn't ask for permission. And it certainly doesn't follow a linear path. I'm sure many of us have heard about that. But it definitely takes, you know, it's told in the different ways. And so because it doesn't ask, you know, for access to us, we're not going to be able to just prepare. We're also not, because with anything else, that's always what's great about it. Like if somebody's coming over, I would hope that they would let me know and not just pop up at my house. Because if they do that, how am I supposed to prepare for their arrival? Like, you know, that's can be, it's going to be super jarring, but also like their experience is probably going to suffer because I wasn't prepared for them to be there. And I might not be able to receive them in the way that they would like. And honestly, what's really going to happen if somebody just pops up on somebody is that they also might be disappointed. You know, that like they're not getting the response they wanted when they did that. <laughs> to come over but our emotions they do that too and so like they don't they don't necessarily ask and we're not always able to be prepared sometimes we are right if we really take time to become more aware with ourselves if we provide certain avenues and opportunities to get to know our feelings but most of the time we don't always know and especially when we stay busy y'all and I feel like I really want to speak especially to people who you know because again I'm only telling you this because I'm guilty of doing the same those of us that stay busy right and try to distract ourselves and are always booked up with a lot of things if we don't give our feelings any opportunity in that schedule like that we book up the feelings are going to find a way to, to escape in there, you know? And so sometimes that can show up in many ways. It can show up in built up frustration, right? That we all of a sudden displace that we don't even know where it's coming from. And all of a sudden we like snapping at people and we don't know where that's coming from. It could definitely show up in sadness. All of a sudden we're like feeling this like low feelings and we're like, all right, where did that start? Cause I, I was doing pretty good. I'm <laughs> not sure why all of a sudden I'm feeling like super down, but it also can show itself in illness. And so I think what we got to keep in mind is that this is all absolutely intertwined. And so if we don't take care of ourselves on the emotional side, it's going to show up physically too. I can tell you, I'm, I'm letting you know now that there have been days where I had to take off like from work or, you know, or it took up my entire weekend. Like there have been times where my body has absolutely bit reflected where I was emotionally. And when I was not taking care of myself and I was like going past the point of exhaustion, it showed up. You know, and actually recently that actually occurred to me, especially when I was preparing for the memorial of the student. And I really had to realize, like, see, <laughs> you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot right now and you're going to have to slow down, you know. And it's like I know I've heard from a lot of people that were like, OK, but slow down. Like, who has time for that? <laughs> like, I got bills to pay. You know, I got things to do. And slowing down, that is absolutely not an option. And I hear you because I'm definitely a person. Y'all heard it. <laughs> Single mom. I mean, I ain't got time to just be letting somebody else take care of certain responsibilities for me. Nobody else is going to do that for me. But I can't also afford not to check in with myself. And so I've really had to challenge myself, especially this past year, to really listen to my body when it needs rest and to really listen to my mind when it's racing and it's and these thoughts, I have to put them somewhere. And I think, too, that with that being said and how I said that there needs to be platforms and opportunities for you to explore all of that, we have to have those in some way. And so, you know, if you're a spiritual person, I feel like then that means, you know, reconnecting with, you know, whatever your higher power is that you believe in. You know, if you are a person that meditates or if you've never tried it, I feel like you got to at least give yourself that opportunity to try because it's like the thing is we may be holding a lot of thoughts in our mind 
But because we're often distracted, because we're often busy, how is it that we're going to hear them, though? You know, how is it that we're actually going to be able to know, you know, what it is that they look like and what it is that they're trying to tell us? Because the thing is, too, our feelings aren't just here to just be, you know, to just be felt. And like, that's the only purpose they serve. There's also usually something behind it. You know, like there is a reason why we feel those certain things. And I mean, we probably could gain a lesson out of it, but we're not going to know if we don't actually give ourselves an opportunity to hear what is behind that and, you know, what it is. So like, whether it's with the exhaustion, whether it is with the frustration, if we don't give ourselves a chance to have that proper conversation with ourselves and communicate with our own bodies and minds, we'll never know what it was trying to teach us what it, or what it's trying to tell us, essentially, about ourselves and where we're at. And that definitely happened to me many times. Another time that it's been... It was especially helpful for me was on the walks that I take. And so during the pandemic, that was so difficult. Like being at home, I hated it, y'all. I was not a fan. Y'all work from home people. That's what's up. I'm glad y'all was able to, you know, turn the market in that way and y'all could do that. I don't like it, me personally, because I like the separation. Like I like to go to work and work there. I do not like having work at my house, but that should be right. Just personal preference. But you know, I like to have that. But so when I was at home and I didn't have that, like I wasn't able to say, well, guess what? I don't really like this, y'all. Like, could we, you know, I want to go back in now. <laughs> I couldn't say that. I wasn't able to ask for that. So I really had to, walks became my thing. Like, I always like being outside, taking nature walks, whatever. But I'm telling y'all, no, like it was my sanity because it gave me time to just be outside. And sometimes like I'm telling y'all, like going back to when I, when we talked about the gratitude episode and sometimes going outside and I even hear like the joke people say to people, like when people are really upset and they're like, maybe you need to go kiss some grass or do something. I've heard that joke thrown at people before, but it's like, the thing is, I mean, we say that and we may joke about it, but the thing is, is there's nothing more grounding than really able sometimes to just get some air, you know, like in real air, not like fictitious air like that, you know, you create or air that comes from social media. That's not it. Y'all like, yes, with social media, we're going, we gonna be able to distract ourselves. I feel like it can connect us to a lot, but at the same time, it's not always going to feed us everything that we need. I think that it can definitely help. But there's nothing like feeding yourself the way that you can. And I feel like that's been incredibly beneficial for me to just do that and get in touch with nature. And another reason why is because I feel like it's already hard living in a society where, again, like I said, you know, competition is the main thing. We are in a capitalist world. We're always, you know, our productivity is tied to our or our value is tied to our productivity. We're always told that we need to work harder or do more or like perform, you know, on a high level. And when that's everything that you hear, you know, being able to rest is a radical act. You know, there are people that actually, that is their whole stance, is that you should do the radical thing of actually resting and you should do the radical thing of actually taking care of yourself. And I think that that's incredible to me to hear that those are radical concepts. Taking care of yourself is something radical, like self-care is radical. Um, actually living in a true democracy is radical. Taking care of other people and wanting to like, you know, build relationships with other people where you're not always taking from them, that that's a radical concept. That is something that has been incredible to me to like grapple with, but we do not live in a gift economy. We don't live in a gift society. Like I wish we did. I feel like it would be so beautiful to me if everybody that had our different skills, if we could like be in communities where instead of having to pay always with just money where we could actually exchange like skills. Like I actually bring this to the table and, you know, in exchange could, you know, I take advantage, you know, what you uh, have and like, could we work together to then, you know, build upon our strengths and lift each other up as a community. We don't always see that, you know, we may see that in different parts, 
but it's definitely, unfortunately, not the norm, you know. So anytime that you actually take part in those kind of acts is great. You know, it's so I feel like it's definitely soul serving. But it's not, but it is you going against something that you always hear. And that's why I think that that's where mental health is incredibly important. These aren't messages that we hear on a regular basis. We're not always told like, hey, you know, like, I hope you're taking care of yourself. Like, how did you take care of yourself today? We don't always hear that. You know, we're not always asked that. We certainly are asked, how are you? You know, how, how are you doing? And we might give a very brief response. You know, like, I'm doing okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing good. Like, staying busy. I always feel like that's the number one response I hear is like, you know, staying busy, staying out the way, like doing B or, you know, doing whatever it is. But how often do we actually get a chance to give like a real response? Like, well, actually, I was struggling a lot last week. You know what I'm saying? Can we talk about that? Like, actually, it was hard this morning to get up here. You know what I'm saying? To get here because it actually hasn't, things have not necessarily been going my way. And I feel like that's something I want to make sure is said is that toxic positivity is a real thing. And I feel like you're not always going to hear from me as the person on this show who takes such a strong stance against violence who takes just a, who is such a strong supporter of like self-empowerment and like supporting one another and loving one another. You're not going to hear from me that, you know, everything is always going to be great, y'all. And if y'all just believe in yourselves, it's going to be it. Absolutely not. Like, no, things are difficult. You know what I'm saying? Especially when we live in a world like we do, you know, and especially when we have the certain struggles that we have. So I don't think that we're going to do ourselves a service by saying that things are just always going to go well. We just, we simply need to challenge ourselves to only see the positive. No, I think that we need to be real with ourselves and acknowledge the negative when it happens, but equip ourselves with resources when it occurs. You know, and whatever that may look like. If for if that is a therapist for you, then that's great, right? If it's just, you know, praying for you, that's amazing as well. You know, if it's simply sitting in silence in your house, you know, if it's also not sitting in silence, because on the, on the flip side of that, you need to turn some music on and be able to do what you need to do, but disconnect and connect with yourself. Disconnect from the world, but connect with yourself. I think that we can't do that enough. You know, and I feel like nobody knows you better than yourself. But a lot of times we treat ourselves like strangers. When is the last time you took yourself out? You know what I mean? When is the last time you bought something for yourself that had nothing to do with your job or like that was to or for the or for your household? You know, when did when did you do that? Like, when have you actually like celebrated what you've done and like also been happy about the victories that you've had? Whether they were big or whether they were small, you know, have you taken time to pause and be like, damn, I'm really doing this. <laughs> like the thing that I really was like working really hard for, I'm doing it now. And I really want to congratulate myself for that because, you know, a year ago I wasn't doing this. And I like I had a vision that this is where I wanted to be and now I'm finally doing it. And like, I'm glad. Or if on the flip side, right, you're looking at your life and you're thinking like, there are places that I'm not at and I wish I could be there. Please don't let it be that you're not there because of yourself. Because I can tell you that as someone who has done that, I want to make sure that it's being said to you. You do not need to do that. You know, you do not need to keep doubting yourself just because others have or because others have told you that. I am definitely a person who heard those kind of messages. So I really had to work hard to not believe them for me to be standing here today now and talking to y'all today. Like I had to really work through that. And like I told you all, just because I find myself not in a relationship, which many people ascribe to value and all those things, I have to remind myself that I still have value. You know, I have to remind myself that I still have worth and that, no, it doesn't have to be tied in a romantic relationship. It doesn't have to be based on the number of friendships that I have or, you know, or where I'm at with different things. What it looks like is I'm really proud of myself because I love me now. 
you know, and I can say that with confidence and I'm not forcing that. I actually love the person I am. I love being able to spend time with myself when I have that opportunity. I love like the relationships that I'm forming with my family and I love how my family sees it. They see the change in me and they like make mention of it. And it's no longer something that they're making fun of me for like it was in the past, but that they're actually celebrating. And if anything, they're seeing it as an example of things that they would like to aspire to do. And it really has had a ripple effect, like in a lot of the relationships I had. Little by little, I have seen it trail out, and now I've seen changes happen. And they did not happen overnight. So that's the other thing. Like, of course, these things absolutely take time they're not always easy but they are so incredibly worth it y'all I have definitely seen it in my own work and it is something that I'm constantly having to remind myself and I have loved seeing it you know in my own self but then definitely with my kids also and not and again like I told you not just the kids that you know that got to introduce y'all to my little babies but also the ones at school you know and even as recently as today, I was having a conversation with a student who was just letting me know that they wanted to be able to give, they wanted to take a mental health break. Like they have certain family members that they go with them and they often are able, when they are with that family member, they feel great. They feel validated because unfortunately they don't have the best relationship with their parents. And so, you know, you know, it's really difficult with their parents. The parents, you know, have their vices. They don't always pay attention to what's going on. And really, and this isn't just unique to this student, but just many students I've talked to, they're being raised by unhealed parents. I mean, that's really the reality of it, who mask a lot of their issues with, you know, whatever it may be, alcohol, drugs, whatever it might, you know, might be the case. But this particular student knew what they needed, but didn't feel like they deserved to actually take advantage of it. So they were telling me, they were like, yeah, there's one person, but, you know, I don't want to bother them. They got a lot going on. And I was like, wow, who told you that? Like, who, who told you that you were bothering them? Like, who actually let you know that you're getting in the way and that you don't deserve to talk to them? Like, who said that? And then when we did talk about it, coming to find out, that family member had actually reached out to them and said, like, I noticed you haven't been around. Like, I actually do miss you, and I would love to see you. And this student has still talked themselves out of it prior to that, that, like, they didn't need to go. You know what I mean? That they didn't need to be in that person's company and that they were a burden simply because they had been hearing that kind of messaging from their parents. Which, And I don't know that the parents intentionally were saying that to them. It's just, unfortunately, the message that they were internalizing. And how often do we do that to ourselves? Where we're like, you know what? I do need help, but I'm not going to ask for that right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to ask because I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm straight and I don't, and I know for damn sure, I don't want to make it seem like I need somebody else to assist me. Who doing that? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one to do that. I'm not going to be the one to admit that I'm in a vulnerable place. Like, we, we put that to the back burner. And then the process, we just make it worse. You know what I'm saying? For ourselves. Because now we like, not only still feeling those uh, feelings, but now we got to do everything by ourselves because we already made it seem like we're too good to get that kind of assistance. Like, we're never too good to get that help. We really aren't. And we're not, that's not how humans were meant to, to, to be. You know, that's why I was saying that I would love to eventually live in a world where we support one another, we do more, because that's actually how we were made to function, y'all. We were never meant to live like in solitary. That's why those who are in prisons in solitary confinement, they often do not come out of that okay. You know, many of them develop mental disorders. Many of them, you know, end up having to get medication or some of them die, quite frankly. And that's not like an accident, you know, because we're, that's not how humans are meant to live. We're not meant to live by ourselves and like function by ourselves and meant to work through the world on our own. That's not how that works. And I feel like we shouldn't constantly be giving ourselves messages where that's also what we're telling ourselves is that we're so okay. We don't need other people or that we're so okay. We don't need to rest and that, or that 
we don't deserve to rest or to feel good. No, we deserve that. And actually, and it's also not scheduled. Like, it's not like we deserve to only feel good on Saturdays. And I know I drop my episodes on Feel Good Fridays. But I need y'all to know that I don't need you to feel good just on Fridays. I need y'all to feel good every day of the week. You know, and whenever you can do that. And whenever you can find that and whenever you could build that for yourself, I definitely want you to be able to do that and find what that is. And so I definitely want to put that challenge out there to anyone, you know, that wherever you're at with your mental health journey, please recognize it. But also don't please give yourself permission to then explore the options around it and what is going to look good for you, because obviously whatever your process is, is not going to be the same as someone else's. And whatever resource may work for you is not the same one because there is no one size fits all. You know, as we talked about with trauma, it absolutely affects us in many ways. And the thing is, when trauma occurs, it absolutely affects our brain. Like it really does. Like it takes a toll on our brain. And I'm also a person who has been struggling with the fact that even with all this work that I've done, even with all the conversations I've had, there are still memories from my childhood that I have not been able to unlock. And I feel like there's a part of me that's still frustrated by that because I wish I could. But then there's a bigger part of me that's like, but do you need to? Like, do you really need that? Like, do you need that memory unlocked? Do you really need to have that? And I feel like that's also what happens with certain conversations. I started off this episode talking about closure and how sometimes we're not given that closure from a person romantically and maybe in a friendship also. Because I remember once I expressed myself to a friend before, they didn't take it well, and they said what they had to say to me, but then they blocked me. How many times has that happened? Where like a person does not take the information well, and then they cut off all communication because they would rather, I mean, it's probably because most likely that person just didn't feel in control of the situation. And so they were trying to take control back by, you know, controlling the outcome in that way but either way we were not able to control what would happen and so like even though sometimes we would we really do desire that closure and even though we really want to be able to get to a certain place sometimes we really got to ask ourselves but really do we need it though and like can we challenge ourselves to still move on you know through the world without getting it because the other thing is like one we got to ask ourselves do we need it but number two we also got to ask ourselves well what happened if you don't get it you know, because it, whether you want it is one part for sure. But what if you're not able to? Are you going to be able to function without it? You know, and hopefully the answer is yes. But if it isn't, then let's explore that. You know what I mean? And let's find out what looks like, you know, what does that look like? Because we want to make sure that we're able to still gain success. And so for those who have also, like I said, faced trauma, please know that your brain is out here. It's got your back. You know, your brain got your back. And that's why, you know, it helps you in the way that it does and it protects you. And it's meant to help you in that way. So there's no need to fight against those things. And so does your heart. And so you know you know your own heart. You know where you are with different things. And I want you to always be able to honor that part of your process and be able to move on through this world in a way where not only you're honoring where you're, are, where you're at, you're listening to yourself for what you need and you're responding to it in a way that you deserve. So I definitely want to make sure that, you know, you all do that and that you take that challenge with you. But also with it, it's been a while, y'all, as far as the, you know, like reading y'all a little poetry, a little something, something. So I have one for today and it's called Broken. And so how scary is it to admit that you're hurting, that you're scared and lost your own way? How scary is it to strip naked and roam the streets with your insecurities? To wear your fear openly instead of hiding behind it, hoping it'll tell you what to say. You lost your voice a long time ago when using it led to punishment and pain. You lost your voice screaming for the right person to find you, but no one rescued you or gave you directions to get away. 
You were left to deal with your own misery. You were left to find your own escape. You believed things would get would never get better. You didn't believe you deserved to be happy again. The pain kept you company, kept you hostage, and kept you locked away. That pain helped justify the lonely suffering. You fueled that pain each and every day. Until one day, it was finally enough. Your desire to gain freedom became stronger than your desire to stay in pain. You slowly began moving towards happiness. You started placing love behind your own name. You let those tears finally fall from your eyes and release that breath that was trapped so deeply in your chest. You allowed your heart to become lighter by carving away at the years of unspoken stress. You started to look towards a future with optimism because you finally chose yourself. You looked in the mirror and finally smiled a real smile because the person staring back at you was trying their absolute best. You carried the weight of your pain in your past until you finally decided to leave it behind. You finally decided that life was worth living, that life could actually be fulfilling and kind. You decided to break through the chains of abuse and put on the wings of freedom. You understood that it wouldn't be easy and that tasks would still be hard, but you knew your new life wouldn't let you down. Your new life would help you move past being scarred. And a new life can still be scary. A new life can also carry fear. But I'll take this life over the old pain-stricken life. And at least in this life, I can use my own faith to steer. So with that, I um, appreciate y'all for indulging me in yet another episode, another conversation, but also just another dive into, you know, where we are. And, you know, again, um, wherever you are with your mental health, please know that hopefully, you know, I'm, if I'm part of your journey as well, and if I can always be a resource, I'm absolutely here for you. And I'm always glad that you're, you know, you are taking the time to listen to me here and, you know, wanting to find more about yourself. And, you know, we're both on this path of self-discovery. So I just appreciate that, you know, we can do that together. And if there's any way we can grow that conversation further, please always feel encouraged to reach out and please know that you could find the show on any, you know, platform that you can, but just also, if you ever want to connect on social media, again, it's Instagram Santana says with one underscore, or you can find me on Facebook as well. Santana says on there, but also if you just want to keep tuning in, tune in every other Friday, cause we're going to bring you some other feel good episode, a little something, something, but we going to keep with mental health during the next episode. And then I got a little surprise for y'all in uh, next month. So, you know, stay tuned. Let me know your feedback, how you feel about everything going on. And, uh, you know, please feel encouraged and please know that you deserve all of the good things. And I appreciate you for being here with me today. Thank you.